Stay tuned for 40 years of heavy metal history, 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks Podcast. And I know you want to see this next episode, but right before we do, I just want to remind you that if you have an Amazon device, whether it's a TV or a Fire Stick or Fire Cube or whatever it would be, a Fire Box if you're old school, uh, make sure you add the CMSPN to it. Just look up CMS Podcast Network on your Amazon device add the channel and you will get every episode of all four shows for free right there on your TV. Make us part of your TV viewing every single day and night. All right. Uh, it's the CMS podcast network, cmspn.com. And it is now on Amazon. So get it. All right. All right. Here's the episode you came to see. Classic Metal Show right here on the theclassicmetalshow.com. Kicking off the show tonight, we heard uh, something from Jizzy Pearl with Soul Mama. And uh, we just heard the Scorpions there with Let It Rock, You Let It Roll, and the guy who likes to rock and roll on Saturday with you. And as, as well as myself, my friend Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? What is up, sir? How are we? Uh, good, good. You look like you're all wrapped up over there in Studio B. Is it cold yeah. in there? It's it's a little chilly. It's chilly. <laughs> no, you don't have the little space heater or nothing. Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, look at that. I got it. I just haven't haven't popped it on yet. I'm still. I literally just woke up like a half hour ago. Oh, so what a surprise! So the the cold is like a, a shot to wake me up. So yeah, you know, I took a little four hour nap. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it is Saturday. It is it is the fall. Do, do we do we? kick the clocks back tonight yes tonight is the night huh tonight is the night yeah, i hate i hate doing that man yeah. i just wish they just leave the clocks alone yeah i'm not a huge fan but is what it is <laughs> well it is that it is that time of year unfortunately but uh well i guess i'll just live through it i have yep. for, i have for 57 years so i guess you know one year is one more year isn't gonna kill me yeah that's it just roll through it that's all we can do really <laughs> that's it but uh yeah we're back and uh ready to go and ready to rock and roll and all that fun shit that's right so uh not a whole lot going on my end this week i i've, I've just been bombarded with work and um you know that's about it well, you you traveled well i did I, I mean i didn't really travel i mean i just went to the north side of chicago that's all you survived. I did survive. <laughs> I did survive. And, and, and as a bonus, yeah, I uh, stopped through the city last Sunday and uh, visited with my good friend, Sal. Okay. Yeah. I stopped and uh, bought him brunch. So he hasn't killed himself yet? No, no. Uh, but uh, he took me to one of his uh, favorite haunts that he, he right. likes to hang out at. And uh, he took me to the uh, legendary benchmark. And okay. we went over there and had uh, some cocktails and some uh, some breakfast burritos. Nice. Yeah. So I had a couple of Bloody Marys and 
Sal, uh, Sal just had his, I think he just had his orange juice, but then we went down to the, uh, the Irish pub and then he, then he started having a few, uh, few brewskis. All right. Well, good on him. Dude, <laughs> is it a holiday today? I don't know. Is it? I got fucking fireworks just going crazy behind and out outside. I don't know anything about it. Maybe somebody's just, you know, had found a stash. Did Joe Biden die or something? <laughs> well, that would be a holiday. That would be worth fireworks. It would be. I, I'd leave the show right now and get the <laughs> AR-15 and go out there and start shooting it in the air. I might just go outside with a sparkler. I'm not willing to waste my rounds on that, but. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd get the black rain out and just start firing it in the air. There you go. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. My house is fucking shaking from these goddamn, goddamn fireworks. They're, they're big boomers, huh? Yeah, I don't they're, know what the hell it is. They're not like M80s. They're big. No, these are these are definitely like city fireworks, not not some dickweed in his backyard. <laughs> well, I I don't think that it's a holiday today, at least not that I'm aware of. Maybe we're celebrating changing the clocks. Uh, I hate to think that. I the only thing I like about changing the clock this way is that I get an hour extra sleep tomorrow. Just for one day. For one day, but for, the, but for for well, with you an extra hour, you could have an extra hour any day of the week you want. Yeah, I know, but I don't. You know, this is this is the one day that I. Quite honestly, I I like the fact that we'll finish the CMS at two o'clock instead of three o'clock. Right. And I'll finish all the processing shit by four o'clock instead of five o'clock. I like that. That that to me is nice. I'll go to bed at like four o'clock, which yeah, is that, that's your one that's your one vacation day out of the year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, your your sixty minute vacation. Oh, well, what are you talking about? I took fucking two months of vacation here, not not a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were you were uh, you were put down like an animal for yeah. two months. I mean, what an enjoyable vacation I had. Look, I I got to stay at a at a suite, and they took care of me hand and foot. You know, brought me meals anytime I wanted them. It was great. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, Officer Jim is home now. Good. Good to hear. He is home. Uh, he's he's up and about, walking around. He's That's he's great. a little le he's a little weak, but uh, you know he's getting around on his own, no problem. You know, getting healthy, eating. You know, getting back. Uh, you know, getting back his back his strength. That's good. how's his brain? Is he? Is he oh yeah, he's fine. He's fine. No fog, huh? No, no. I, you know, I haven't spoken with him. I'm just going by what my sister tells me. But, sure. uh, but he's back. He's back at home. The doctors uh, were very surprised at how quickly he recovered, because right. they were talking about like long term care till like Thanksgiving, and he's like, "Fuck that!" Right. Well, and, good. And he's up off the bed and like, "Yeah, I'm walking around, motherfucker. I'm going yeah, to the bathroom on, on my own." going to the bathroom on my own and tomorrow i'm gonna go out and get the mail oh, look at him he's he's gonna beat me by rushing to the mailbox <laughs> have you been out to the mailbox yet <laughs> i have been out to the mailbox finally <laughs> i've been outside you know the after i went drinking there were no more excuses right it, it really got to be if i can go out and get fucked up i can figure everything else out so sure <laughs> well that you attained your goal i did it was like looking at those pantera tickets on the wall it was that mailbox, that mailbox looked like an awful big challenge, but by God, I made it out there. Yeah. yeah. Actually this, this week I actually got back into the lifting some weights and doing some yoga. And, and of course I immediately fucking sprained my ankle. So it's like, 
I can't win for losing. Being a fat guy trying to start working out is a bitch. <laughs> I just get hurt all the fucking time. Yeah. But you just have to power through it, you know. Yeah. Sure. Like every like everything else, you just power through it. You can't just sit there and go if if you look for an excuse to not do something, it'll find you. Oh yeah. You know, and I, I'm just fuck my goddamn ankle. You know, I'll, I'll wrap it up, put a slipper on it, and fuck it. Time to go. <laughs> yeah, procrastination is definitely my uh, my biggest uh, enemy. Yeah, well, it's not for me except for fucking working out. For whatever reason, I can work nine million hours a day, but man, try to get me to try to get me to fucking lose some weight, and it's like. Phew. You know, it's, it's, it's like trying to get me to suck a cock. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. <laughs> well, you said it ain't going to happen, but, but you, you have at least, uh, you know, been able to work out, you know, or at yeah. least make some attempt. You, I don't think you've attempted to suck a cock. Have you? No, I have not. not, not <laughs> <the> cock sucking. <laughs> well, speaking of that. <laughs> cock sucking. <laughs> okay. As you're well aware, I've been on this O and a kick. Sure. You know, finding more and more of these compilations that somebody so graciously took the time and painstakingly uh, put these grouping, these segments together. Okay. And I've been listening to these uh, Anthony Cumia uh, groupings. All right. Where they have a grouping out there, Anthony's childhood stories, Anthony's dating stories, Anthony's, uh, Anthony, uh, what is it? What was her name? Uh, uh, Antolini. Well, it was called Antolini. Yeah. Antolini. Antolini. So I listened to that and Jesus Christ, you know what? Me and me and, uh, Anthony are so, so, uh, simpatico when it comes to our experiences with these fucking chicks. So you had a chick shit in your bed? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that specifically. Oh. I'm just, I'm just talking about how he handles the, these nutty chicks, how these mm-hmm. chicks go off the rails and do all kinds of nutty shit and he oh, doesn't yeah. retaliate on them at all. He just mm-hmm. sort of, you know, is very patient with them. And basically once they're out the door, they're gone. Yeah. Well, you, you know why you have similar, similar stories because you guys date the same way. Yeah. That, that part is true. And that's another, that, that was another thing is that, that he dates way out of his age range. Yeah. He dates 20 years down. So do you mm-hmm. 30 or 40 or whatever it is. Yeah. You. yeah that's absolutely true. But, uh, the, the Anthelini, uh, saga was just, just cracking me. I remember it going on. Mm-hmm. I remember when he first went out with her, she, she made some kind of, uh, uh, innuendo or something about, you know, having a crush on him or something. And he contacted her and then he went out and he was out with her like all night and he missed the show the following day because he was just out all night. And I remember when that all started and then, uh, you know, that went on for uh, like what, three months. It went on for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was like three months only. And then it really got fucky. Yeah. And then she, 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 acted out like the psycho bitch from hell burning clothes and stealing his car and taking his gun permit and stealing his laptop and right all kinds of shit which i was just like holy fuck <laughs> it's like this is a living nightmare yeah you know and after you know after listening and revisiting that because that happened i think in 08 i think that right. happened back in 2008 so we're looking at you know 12 13 years ago right man that just reminds me why it's like, oh, yeah, this is the reason why I don't do that anymore. 
Yeah, it's it was not was definitely not his um his shining star moment, was it? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about his childhood and living in California with his dad who was like a nothing but a drunken bum. Right. <laughs> and and you know, getting laid at 13 years old and you know, running around and then then he was taught and you know, since you said about the sucking the cock. Yeah. Having a friend who who ended up being like a model, but but he said that they were just best friends and the hanging out and you know, having a tree fort and all this and that. And then he said that they spent the night in the tree fort. Oh, that Richard. <laughs> yeah, that Richard. And he says, Can I suck your cock? <laughs> <laughs> And he says, I pretended like I didn't hear him. And then he got kind of even closer. I want to suck your cock. (laughs) He said that guy ended up dying of AIDS. Right. Big shock there. Yeah, I know. He said he was Christy McNichols beard. (laughs) And so what he said, his friend went on to be a model and then ended up getting hooked up with Christy McNichol and, and was her beard for a while. And then he, I guess he got the, got the AIDS. Well. Dude, I had such a thing for that girl. I was devastated when she came out as a fucking carpet licker. Right. I really thought she was hot. I well, did. I mean, she she was on the Teen Beat magazines and she was on all the all the teenage magazines and stuff. She was, you know, she was right up there with Leif Garrett and all those and David Cassidy and uh who else? Uh the um uh Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy and Sure. Who else was big at that? Uh, Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo, sure. Yeah. So all those, you know, all those kids at that age, they were, you know, they were plastered all over the place, and she yeah. was one of them. Dude, I just even even to this day, I still can't watch. Um, family. Well, I, I liked Family when she was like a young kid, and she's like the same age as me. But um, what was the movie? She Little Darlings. Little Darlings. Yeah, that was like a dirty. That I remember when that movie came out. It was so scandalous because oh, yeah. it was so dirty for these two yeah. chicks to be running around doing adult things. Yeah, and and but what was the actor's name? Matt Matt Dillon. It, it might have been Matt, Matt Dillon. Matt yeah. Dillon. And after that movie, when he fucked her, then I was like, I can't watch any more Matt. <laughs> He stole my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> you know, I was all of like 10 years old or whatever, 15 when that movie came out. And I was like, oh, no, this fucking bastard. He fucked my girlfriend. <laughs> That's, too That's too funny. But uh, yeah, so so I've been really on a on an Anthony Jag this week, just cracking up, man. Right. Just the stories, just 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 so off the chain. Yeah. Yeah, no, and whoever puts those comps together, man, they must have some serious free time. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they painstakingly just put all those together and, and, you know, you know, I've been talking about this for the last few weeks and what started me on it was that they uploaded Jocktober from like 2007 through 2014. Yeah. Like all of them. So all of them. So they, they put the entire month of 07 all the way through, you know, each year for, you know, seven years worth. Right. And that's like 20 hours a, a year. Yeah, it is. They did it every single day. Yeah, they did. So, so I, I listened to all those. And then, and then of course, when, um, October hit, then, then they were streaming them 24 seven. Right. So, so if I, if I missed something, you know, when I was getting ready for work or whatever, I would just pull it up and just hit it. And it's like listening to O and A in the old times, you know, broadcasting on the radio, sure, on, on Sirius XM, and listening to Jocktober. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, the, it's fun, dude. I do it a lot at night when I can't find anything to watch. I'll just flip on some O and A, and it's just, you know, it's it, it's a time that's gone. I wish it would come back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been having fun with that. And then uh, this this week, now I know you and I talked about uh, Netflix kind of being kind of shitty lately. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. They they have launched a whole bunch of documentaries. You know, they're, they're becoming more of a documentary, uh, channel and, and I, and I watched a a series this week called bad sport. Yeah. I watched a couple of those. Wow. I mean, some of the things I vaguely remember happening and then, uh, you know, some of them I was totally unaware of, but, but the, but the uh, race car driver that, that basically funded his whole, uh, racing team and his career was all, was all, uh, funded through uh, drug smuggling <laughs> right and then and then uh you know the olympics what was it the 90 90 90 or 92 olympics or whatever it was in salt lake city right. the, the russians paying off the french judge to throw the the ice the couples ice skating uh competition sure. mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like holy shit and then uh the um uh what is it the uh arizona state oh the the headache whatever yeah, yeah yeah fixing the the basketball game shaving points headache johnson or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was a real good one that was unreal that just to me but you know what i gave that and that was the the one that that really got my attention the guy that was betting was a moron yeah he he took his whole winnings and would invent it every time. And he's like, you went to Las Vegas with all five million dollars in your satchel and had to bet it. It was like, especially like when the other guy, when the other guy said he was getting involved in it and whatnot. That's when that dude should have fucking jumped on a plane and gone somewhere else. Not not put his own money in. <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? Get the if the other guy wants to do it. Let him fuck up. Yeah, I know. Don't be involved. And, and, and he was involved for, cra- you know, what did he say? Well, then we went around to 38 casinos and bet $9,900 each. I was yeah. like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> Leave. You just, you went from $1,000 to $10 million. Get the fuck out of Vegas. You're set for 10 lifetimes. Yeah, he, he was a Chicago stock exchange broker. He was like real young guy, like 27 or something. No, he was not a stock exchange broker. He was a moron. Well, I understand that, but that's that's where he got his money from is yeah. that, that he was doing pretty well as a as a young guy. Yeah, but he started, didn't he say he started with like a low number, like 10 grand? No, it was, he had, he had half a million. Was that his startup money? And, 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 and his first bet, he came out with 1.2. That's right. And then, and, and then, then he leveraged it up to like, like three, five or something. Right. Then and he got up, to, then up to five. And then he was going to make the big bet where he goes, I don't know, just 10 million sounded better than 5 million. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, but once you win the 10 million, you got to get the fuck out of town. You're he good win the 10 million. He blew his 5 million because that headache knew that the FBI was on to yeah. him. And he decided, well, I'm not going to throw this game. Fuck that. And the the lesson is, do not put, do not invest in something illegal with fucking teenagers. Right. What a dummy. Well, I'll just, I'll just hire this guy thinking he'll never tell anybody. What's the first thing this guy did? Brought in his friend. Yeah. The first thing this guy did was, well, I can't fix these alone. So I'll bring in someone else. 
you start letting that many people know what's going on and you are going to be fucked. Yeah. It's like a L'Oreal commercial. And then they tell two friends and then they tell uh. two friends and so on and so on and so on. <laughs> and that, that, and you know what, of course, what blew that whole thing open was they were watching that betting line and they said that betting line changed like 42 times in 24 hours. Yeah. Every time they stopped at another casino, it changed. Well, it wasn't just him. It was all the people who were aware of it. Yeah. Well, it was, they, it was, they, were, they were all laying bets and you know, yeah. everybody was popping in there laying bets on this game. Like they knew something was up. Yeah. They said there were 500 people, there was 500 people running around Vegas in Arizona state jerseys. Yeah. That's not a dead giveaway. I was like, holy shit. I would, I know me, if I'd have seen that in the casino, I'd have been like, I'm out of here. Fuck the money I've already bet. I'm gone. I am not going to jail for this shit. Yeah, no kidding. I'll take my five million and fucking move to Belize. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I know. It was, it was, that was probably the, the, the best one out of the yeah, group. You I know, agree. but man, you know, just to have those guys uh, that were actually participants in that talk mm -hmm. about it and how, you know, what role they played in all of that. Right. It's always best when you hear it directly from the mouth of the people involved, you know? Sure. So it, it was, it was good. And then that other one, um, that that we watched a few weeks ago uh what was that one it was like something point so what's it about well it's same same thing about things that happen in sports oh break like boiling point or uh, something breaking, breaking point yeah with breaking the, uh, point. our test where Ron yeah. our test went up in the crowd and beat that guy's ass yeah that one you know the indiana pacers and yeah. that guy and then um the one that made me laugh or laugh but you, you were just like holy shit was was that was that uh, refuse guy over there and over there in uh, the northeast that had the trashers the the oh, hockey yeah yeah team. yeah the hockey guy yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then laundering all the money through the yeah. hockey team but he had his seventeen year old kid as the president the owner yeah his kid's <laughs> seventeen he's the owner and, and making all the decisions for the fucking hockey team yeah 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 that was crazy I know I watched a documentary today um you're gonna you're gonna laugh from where. Dude, there's a, I don't, do you have a library card? Do I personally have a library yeah. card? Oh, I don't think I've been to a library since I've been in college. I haven't, I mean, I don't have one, but uh, I bummed my mom's library card I'm gonna put that today. Oh, you did. You, yeah, you uh, okay. I didn't go to the library. You're going to, you're going to love this. And the, this, I'm going to put this out there for anybody that's interested. Um, there's an app for your, um, for any device, Roku, Amazon, Apple, whatever, called Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A. Okay. And if you have a library card number, you can check out for free and watch commercial free movies and TV shows and um, listen to audio books and stuff with this, with this app. Okay. So, you know, I, I saw, I, I was reading some article that was like the, the 10 best free programming apps on Roku. Okay. Something like that. So I, I looked up and I was like, Hoopla, I never heard of this. So I, I installed it and I hit my mom up because I know she goes to the library all the fucking time. And and I was like, let me have your library number. And she gives me it and I put it in. And this shit works smooth as could be. And they had some pretty good stuff that was not like really old. 
you know, I, I expected it to be like, hey, look, fried green tomatoes just came in, you know, because it's a fucking library. You yeah, don't expect sure. it to be modern, but right. they had this documentary that was just out, I don't know, a few months ago, I think, on um, it, it, it was an A&E documentary, two-parter on KISS, the history of KISS, history. Okay. And great documentary, but man, I hate Gene and Paul more after watching this documentary than I ever did before. They are the most self-centered cuntbags ever. They try to make every little decision that they made into this life-altering thing and how they went into this and that with care and, you know, the way they threw Peter and Ace out of the band and, and, and Vinnie Vincent out of the band and all this. I just was like, man, are these guys some lying sons of bitches in front of the camera? <laughs> they couldn't just say, I mean, and they did say that, you know, they put Ace and Peter out of the band because they were partying too much, but could not bring it to themselves to say that they were part of the problem. And that drove me crazy. You know, Paul, Paul sort of did by saying that they kept that. What Paul said was he hates, he hated being home. So he kept booking more tours and he, and Ace was like, I told him I would do one tour. They booked six. I did fucking six tours and you know, I got so burned out that I started using it. I'm not trying to justify Ace using drugs or nothing, but. I get it. I get it. If he said, if he, if he told his friends and family, Hey, I'm going to be gone four months and he's gone three fucking years. You know, I, I get that that would drive you nuts. And, you know, it just, the self-righteous attitude of, of Paul and Gene off the charts on this, on this, um, history thing. Mm -hmm. And, and, and just <clears throat> the lying, the lying was like, they talked about how, kiss alive was not really that live right but they didn't admit it they said they said well if we had to do an overdub here and there it's like an overdub you recorded the shit in a studio and and they had that that eddie kramer guy yeah they had him he was he basically was selling them out he was like he was like there's nothing live here he's like he he literally said that they had different reels set up of all the different noises low crowd noise high crowd noise cheering you know cannons uh you know all this different shit yeah. and, and he just went in and and just added all this stuff to to the studio thing and he said hey, there's nothing live here and paul's like well if you made a mistake do you want to hear that mistake every day for the rest of your life or do you want to hear it fixed? We just went in and fixed a couple things. Right. Yeah, you sure did. You fixed the whole record, you dick. <laughs> it was like, and I'm not even trying to say Alive is a bad record. It's fucking great. But, right. but man, the, the lying and the self-centered nature of those two fucking guys. I get why they're rich because they're cutthroat as fuck, but just admit it. I mean, th th them trying to come off like, um, well, we're just good natured guys that dealt with bad people. That's really what their message seemed to be mm -hmm. was that Ace and Peter were these horrible people and Gene and Paul were salt of the earth. Great. And, you know, 
Gene with his constant, constant, well, I never, I never saw the, the urge to have a, a drink or a drug. It just looked terrible to me. He's like, fuck you, dude. You know, he's like, he's like, I, I, I was just self-important. That, that was all it was to me. It's like, no, dude, you were a dick. You were a dick. You made everybody hate you. And that's why these guys fucking drank, drugged, hung together. And, and that was another thing. Every time they showed on both the, the early kiss years videos, like backstage footage and stuff, or even during the reunion tours and the farewell tour and all that stuff. Every time they showed backstage footage, Gene and Paul were in one place and Ace and Peter were together somewhere else. Like those guys drove Ace and Peter away. Right. And, and, and again, I'm not trying to justify anybody, you know, getting fucked up or using drugs or anything, but watching this DVD, I'm sure those guys thought that they portrayed themselves in a good light, <laughs> but I watched these three hours of, of kiss today and just was like, these guys are cunts. <laughs> I, I mean, just cunts. Yeah. I, I, I hate them more now than I did before I watched this video. Right. But, it, but it was cool. And again, it was free from hoopla. Yeah, sure. Well, look at that. Yeah. So you, so you, uh, rook gene out of the few cents he might've made, uh, had you watched it on Netflix or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just going to have to suck it up from the library, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how that all works or how it's even legal, but it seems to be something that's like worked in with every library well, in the country. It, it's funded by the state yeah you know so it's it's uh it's a non-profit uh you know funded by the state type thing so you know sure you have a library this. card you you you're a taxpayer you know and and uh so you have access to this material yeah i'm sure gene got his half a penny from me watching it sure <laughs> just has to get it from the state of ohio i guess right exactly <laughs> Yep. Now I, I gotta be honest with you. I think the last time I went to a library was, uh, boy, it might've even been high school when I did, when I did my final, uh, <laughs> paper. Yeah. I went to the Akron university library. Yeah. The last, know. the last time I was at a library was God, the last time I, I, I still know, I, I know why I don't have a library card because mine got pulled from me because I owed like 60 bucks on a, <laughs> on a book or something that I lost. Yeah. And I just was like, fuck that. I'm never paying that. And I never went back. I should just go pay and get my fucking card. But yeah. you know, cause the library is like five minutes from my house and, and they do get a lot of movies and stuff. But sure. At this point, do I really need more movies? No, I mean, do you, I mean, do <laughs> you, you are going to leave the house to go get a movie. Yeah. Well, and that's a whole nother thing too. <laughs> now that the library is, is online. It's like, fuck, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can just get it right here at my house. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I, I think probably the last time I went was when I was doing my final school paper for high school. And my friend, Mark, his name was Mark Kyle. And I went to the Akron university library. I did my final paper on the, uh, the Nixon administration. Right. You know, and, Nixon administration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were, were you sitting in front of the big microfish machine looking up articles? No, no. I was just using some of the, I was just using some of the books and things for the research and whatnot, but, uh, right. you know, it, it was better than the, than the high school library. I went to the college library and 
you know, just did my paper there because I had access to everything I needed, you know? Right. So, uh, thinking back that I think that's probably the last time I went. Yeah. I'm, I donated some books. I mean, I, I donated a few of, of my books to my local library. That's probably the last time I was there. So maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever. Yeah, that's they didn't go there looking for something. No, you, just no. you just went there to drop something off. No, I've, I've gone there once or twice when I had a power outage here at my house and cause they have a nice computer lab. Like, and you know me, I can't just sit and not do anything. I have to go and work. So I'll, I'll just pack up and go work there every once in a great while. But, but yeah, I mean, to, to actually go and check out a book, <laughs> probably 25 years, 30 years. Sure. I mean, that's what cracks me up about my mom. My mom's retired. She's got a bunch of, I, I think she's pretty well off. And she's still going to the fucking library to get fucking movies. She's like, yeah. look what I found. Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> Jesus Christ, mom. That came out in like 94. Uh, you know, it's like, stop. <laughs> and, and I'm like, mom, if you want, I'll buy you Netflix or I'll right. buy you Hulu or whatever. No, no, I don't want to interfere. You know, you know, but she's always the same one too, that we go to dinner and she's pulling out coupons and shit. <laughs> she's like, I got a free, I could get a free fucking potato with a steak. Oh, great. Great. Cause that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to pay for, I want to go to a nice restaurant, get an expensive meal, then hand them a coupon. Yeah. I got a coupon for that. Like a total fucking rube. I know. Hey, hey, steak guy. Thanks for that $50 steak. Uh, can I, can I use this coupon for $3 off the green beans? It's like, come on, really? Does my mom have Groupon? I don't know, but I would bet that she does. I know she's used it before. I know for a fact that she's used it because she's called me on occasions like, would you go to Kings Island if I bought a Groupon for a family? No. <laughs> no. I won't. <laughs> no. I, I will not. A, I wouldn't go to Kings Island anyway. And B, I'm certainly not going to go where I got to go to the gate and say, look, I got a three for one special. Right. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'll pay, if I can't pay, I, I hate to be a snob like this, but if I can't pay full price, then I really don't want to go. Yeah, I agree. I'm the same way. Fuck. I mean, I'll look for a deal like on something I'm like tires on your car. You, you kind of don't want to go and get the most expensive tires most of the time. Well, at least for me, you know, I want decent tires. I don't need to spend $1,200 for fucking four tires on, on my Nissan Altima. Right. You know, I don't need that. It's not a show car. It's just to get me around. And I shit as little as I drive, I could fucking probably run on the rims and go a year before it would have any <laughs> impact on anything. As little as you've driven that car, you probably still have the original tires. Yeah, dude, no, I, I, I've swapped them. Twice, really. Both because well, don't forget, I had all that time when I was driving back and forth to Pittsburgh. Yeah, but you should be able to get forty-five to fifty thousand miles out of a set of tires. Yeah, and I put like, I don't know, I just swapped them twice. <laughs> oh, I just did. When I was doing honestly. It was when I was doing brakes. The guy at the fucking store was like, "Hey, you need a little tread here." And I, you know me, I'm not going to go out there and look at him measuring the tread and saying, "Oh, look, you're you're a little." No, fuck it, just switch them. I don't care. You're down to the wear bar, fella. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I need tires. Fine, put some on. Yeah, give a fuck. 
Exactly. You know, but but yeah, man, it just it just is one of those things. The the couponing. It's like why? You know, I I do okay, mom. Really, huh? I'm okay. Yeah, and it's even worse with, with with when it's me and my brother. My brother's a fucking millionaire. My brother is probably worth ten million dollars. Yeah, and and she's bringing coupons to the fucking table. My brother's my brother looks at me and we're just like, what? What, the, are, you, what are you doing? What are you? Yeah, it's like, mom, we're okay. Yeah, you know, we're fine. So funny. Yep. Haley Kill Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, what's up, Poon Hound? Lou from the Lou. Hey, Lou, it's been a while since we heard from you. We thought the COVID got you or something. Uh, no, no COVID. No, I well, living in St. Louis, better chance of getting shot by a nigger than getting COVID, but uh, I'm, I'm doing fine. Well, I, I, I heard those gunshots go off behind the great mayor of St. Louis, and she just said, oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, she was like, oh, I... I, I, uh, me, me, me and my kids, we, uh, we go to bed at night, uh, to the, to the lullaby of gunfire shots. It's like, wow, what a freaking wonderful representation of your city. <laughs> yeah. I we, mean, we, we it, go, we go to sleep at night with the lullaby of volleys of gunfire going on outside. Did, yeah. you, did you hear that, Chris? I didn't. No. Oh. Yeah, this this, yeah, her, this this St. Louis mayor, she's out there giving with a speech. With the Kansas City mayor. Yeah, she's out there with the Kansas City mayor, and she's out there giving a speech, and you can hear gunfire going off in the background. Yeah. There's like four yeah. or five shots like within a block <laughs> of where they're at, and she just kind of stops and goes, oh, isn't that wonderful? Like, no, no big deal. This happens all the time. And then, then she, uh, she, she gets interviewed by one of those liberal lefty stations, and they go, "Yeah, you didn't even flinch." Like, like she was real brave for standing out there. And she goes, "Oh yeah, me and my son, we go to bed every night with the, to the lullaby of a volley of gunfire going on." Oh, that's on. nice. And she's proud of it. Yeah, like like she's brave for staying there where there's violence going on. Oh, good. Yeah, on and it was like some kind of anti-violence campaign. Too. I mean, to top it off. Hey, nobody got killed. It was a good day. Yeah. Well, it must have been bad shots, well, I guess. Well, nobody got killed on camera anyway. Well, then that's a good day. <laughs> well, what's up, Lou? We haven't heard from you in a while. Where you been? Oh, just living the dream, man. Living the dream. So, you know, I'm glad, glad Chris is back amongst the living. Well, thanks. So, you know. Sorry, you had to go through that shit, but you know, better you than Neely. You know, if it happened to Neely, that'd be a shame. <laughs> what does that even mean, Lou? Uh, I'm I'm just fucking with you, man. You know, I'm trying to say I'm I'm a Neely file. Oh, okay. It, nothing gets you, Chris. You're all right. You're all right. It's fine. So, so I, I got to go uh, for a uh, conference for work. I got to go up to that shithole called Chicago. Oh, Chicago? Uh, Chicago. Fuck God. That, what a what a dump. <laughs> and where and where did you go in the Chicago land area? Uh I, I I had a went up route near Evanston. Okay. So uh near Northwestern, but uh I just, God damn, how anybody can, I, I, you know, St. Louis has got its issues. Don't get me wrong, but damn, we can still drive on the roads without having to pay a toll. <laughs> Chris is well aware of that. Oh, boy. 
I mean, the damn toll roads and shit. It's like, my God, gouge every freaking penny out of somebody. Well, well, but, and, you know. and now they're, they're trying to take it even further and, and gouge you not only not only pay the tolls, but now they're saying that you're going to have to pay a tax for every mile you drive. Oh, yeah. The wonderful uh, Biden uh, build back, build back worse or wherever the hell it is, you know, wonderful, wonderful freaking green deal where, you know, we're all going to be driving electric cars in a couple years or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you put a fag in charge of the energy uh, department. The booty judge, right? Well, yeah, booty judge. The, the booty, no, I thought he was in charge of the transportation. Uh, tra tra transportation. Yeah, I tra thought energy was something different. I, I, I thought the boot, I thought the butt pirate was <laughs> was responsible for not getting, you know, you know, hell, I guess being a butt pirate, taking so many dicks up the ass, he's backed up. Hell, he's got our damn shores all backed up. <laughs> it's the transportation secretary. Secretary is about right. He's doing a good job. Oh, they're all doing a great job. Hell, Kamala Harris, greatest vice president ever. She's really out there taking fucking heart, taking charge out there, ain't she? <laughs> got the border fixed up. Uh, she was even a person. Where where is she been? I, is she even like doing anything? I haven't heard her name since the election. Uh, she's probably blowing somebody for a career advancement. <laughs> well, how much more advancement can there be? She's the fucking vice president. Being president. Ugh. So who's she blowing? She's putting that? Uh, well, she's not blowing anybody. She's she's snacking on Nancy's uh, snatch. Ugh. Oh God. <laughs> Oh shit! That killed any sex drive. <laughs> Imagine that guy. I mean, I mean, her her, her thing's got to be like, oh, Nancy Pelosi. That's got to be like something for like the Crypt Keeper, man. <laughs> Freaking pry that open, man, and it's all dusty and dry <laughs> and cobwebs and wow. Oh, you, you, God, you got it all down, don't you, Lou? I'm th I'm thinking her pussy tastes like pelvic bone. Oh fuck. God, man, there's no way he couldn't get that moist with a fire hose. <laughs> so what else is on your mind there, Lou? Uh, that saw, saw some pro wrestling live. Oh, yeah? I was telling Chris last time I called that NWA, Billy Corgan's outfit. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. well, saw that, saw some uh, live wrestling at the chase. Ric Flair came out and did a couple speech or whatever. And, of course, you know, I guess they're trying to cancel Ric Flair because, you know, that I don't know. You ever watch that, Chris, with Vice? Yeah, had, uh, yeah Dark, Dark Side, Side of the Ring. Wrestling. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah you, you, you the, uh, Yeah, I, I saw it. I'll, I'll explain it to you briefly, Neely. So back 30 fucking years ago when the Attitude Era was happening, um, they had this crazy flight. To, I think it was like England or somewhere. It was like overseas. Okay. So it was a long flight. And a bunch of the wrestlers acted like dicks on the plane. And apparently Ric Flair was the was the worst one because he like came like he, he was wearing nothing but his robe and had his dick out. And <laughs> and he like pushed a, a stewardess into the like like he cornered him with his dick flapping. You know, and apparently he's got a huge cock, so she was all offended by his huge dick and rubbing up on her. Just hearing about this now? No, dude, it's it's a in wrestling lore. It's been talked about kind of behind the scenes forever. Okay, but kind of like this, a sort of like an urban legend. Yeah, everybody sort of knew it, 
but they didn't talk about it. Okay? Right. But now there's this show called Dark Side of the Ring where they take every fucked up thing that's ever happened in wrestling and they do like a one hour documentary on it. So they did this documentary on the on um, this flight and specifically Ric Flair and immediately fired from WWE or thrown off of WWE, taken out of their Hall of Fame. Um, now he's, you know, they're trying to get it so he can't work anywhere. They're fucking with his daughter that's in the WWE now. Now she's an outcast. It's it's a whole thing from something that literally happened in, I think it was like 96 or 95. Well, did he come out and admit he did it on this documentary? Or is it he came out and admitted he did it in like 2000, in 1996. And, and now it's a problem? Dude, and, and especially Ric Flair, that was at Ric Flair's M.O., yeah, chasing bitches, being drunk, and fucking, you know, the part of his little catchphrase was, I'm going to take the bitches and, and take them to Space Mountain, meaning his dick. Right. Going to ride Space Mountain. <laughs> yeah, you're going to ride Space Mountain. I'm going to get all the bitches, and they're going to ride Space Mountain. Woo! All that right. was Ric Flair's deal. All right. But yeah, now he, he said, he, yeah, he said on that the ESPN uh, 30 for 30. He's like, if I'm going to spend a night in bumfuck Kansas, I sure as hell ain't going to spend it alone. Yeah. All right. So, you know, hell, I'd be like, if I had an old lady and Ric Flair flashed his dick at her, I'd be like, shit, I'd be honored. I'd be bragging. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Ric Flair flashed his dick at my old lady, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, but, I mean, so where, where does it end? I mean, are we going to go after Steven Tyler of Aerosmith or Jimmy yes. Page of Led Zeppelin or, or, uh, you know, anybody from the eighties? Are we going to go after Tommy Lee? Are we going to go after, you know, Nikki six? Are we going to go after all dude, these people? Yes. Dude. I, okay. I was watching, um, I, there, there's a show on TV right now called American crime story. It's, and this this year's thing is um, Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton. So, yeah, I know the O.J. Simpson episode. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it's good. It's a good. It's a good show. But because I was watching that, I, I I'll be honest. I didn't pay any attention to Monica Lewinsky. To me, to me, Bill Clinton was a piece of shit. But getting his dick sucked by an intern hardly a problem in my world. You know that. So I never paid no attention to it. So I ended yeah, up. Yeah, look who he's married to. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. So, but anyway, so I I watched because I was in the Monica Lewinsky mode. I pulled up a documentary about uh, that came out. I don't know, like three four months ago about Clinton and Lewinsky. And I was gonna pull clips. Maybe I will for next week. Every guy they talked to, it was, it was recorded in twenty twenty one. Every guy they talked about had to say. Well, if this would have happened in the Me Too era, if this would have happened in the Me, you know, it's like, well, it didn't happen in the Me Too era. It happened in the 90s. So what's the big fucking deal? But these guys were like, Bill Clinton would have been thrown out of office. He would have been castigated. Well, he would well, have been he almost, he almost got thrown out of office, not for that, but yeah. for lying for lying to Congress. But yeah. But they they I'm telling you, they must have said in the Me Too era, that phrase, yeah, seventy-five times in an hour and a half documentary, it was fucking obnoxious. It was like we get it, we get it. in in this In this day and age, these fucking chicks don't want fucking cigars stuffed in their snatch. We got it, you know. But it was like fucking a. 
do you really need to keep going on and on with this shit? Well, they're they're trying to justify that it that he, Bill Clinton could get away with it and not be held accountable today for it because it happened then. But if you're a liberal lefty, you get forgiven for those things. But yeah. if you're not, then you don't. Yeah, but my yeah, point I mean, is, why would you why would you ever continue to compare? You know, I I, I just don't understand. And it goes to the same with this Ric Flair thing. Why do we have to keep looking at what people did when the when the atmosphere was different and then pretending that the atmosphere should have been like it is today? It wasn't. It just wasn't. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, me and a couple of my buddies were talking about right now, who would you say is uncan- uncancelable, who can, you know, pretty much, you know, is just too big to be canceled? You have to say Dave Chappelle for sure. Well, I, I would uh, say Howard Stern. Howard Stern did sure. black, did blackface, and he did Mama Abba Bubale or whatever the yeah. fuck. And yeah, he did all kinds of gay shit. You know, uh, basically castigating any any guy was gay, or or. But, but, but he can't apologize for it, though. No, you know, it doesn't matter. He he's now a real big. You know his right. his real colors have co- co- come out, and he's a big Hollywood lefty guy. So so yeah, they're I mean, not, they're not going to hold Howard Stern accountable because he's a lefty. You don't hold lefties accountable for anything. I'm going to tell you who can survive. Everybody can survive. Larry David's done a good job of it. Everybody can survive being canceled. It's not up to see, and this is where everybody fucking fails. It's not up to the media to say this guy or that guy's canceled. It's up to the fucking fans to say, fuck you. We're not playing your goddamn game. Well, that's why I'm glad Dave Chappelle's still selling out shows and stuff. Yeah, but Dave Chappelle's black. Yeah, but he—they're trying to get him, and, yeah, and, I understand. and he's, yeah, they and are. He's, I mean, and he said LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ people are trying to get him. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, is that if something were to happen to him, which I doubt will happen to him, and he doesn't apologize, the thing is, is, is it's it not that Chappelle would do this, but it would come out that you're doing this because he's black. Not because, you know, for any other reason. And that's the whole thing. He's got the whole race, uh, the race thing on his side. Well, again, I just say, if anybody, if anybody, if the media or the lefties or whoever try to cancel anybody, that's when you got to stand up and support them no matter what. If enough people fucking just stand up and stop being such fucking cut cowards and they're, you know, if, if people would stand up, and just say, nah, we're going to keep supporting Louis C.K. We're going to keep supporting whoever it is. Fuck what you think of me. Fuck what you think of them. We're going to keep supporting them. This shit would go away because ultimately these guys are still going to chase all these media assholes and these Hollywood assholes. They're still going to chase the money. That's why Chappelle's uncancelable right now because he generates money. Yep, that's true. It says Jericho Green always says the only color that matters is green. Yeah, that's it. But uh, yeah, so I, you know, it's, it's stupid. And, and the thing is, is for the fact, and again, you know, I don't follow wrestling, but just for the fact that they're bringing this up now, when this has been yeah. well known for decades, mm-hmm. that's just ridiculous. Yeah. But Flair did the ultimate bad thing that they all do. Uh, I just want to apologize for my, shut up. Don't apologize for shit. Flair should have gone the other way. He should have said, 
You know what I did? I yeah. pulled my dick out. I'm the nature boy. Yeah. That was then. This is now. So, so give it a rest. His answer yeah, should have I mean, been. His answer should have been statute of liberty of uh, limitations, bitch. Fuck off. That should be his answer. I'm Ric Flair. You're some fucking goof that fucking served drinks. Shut up. You got a free shot at fucking Space Mountain. You cunt. <laughs> Not yeah, exactly. Like I, like I said, my old lady came home and said Nick Flair whipped his dick out in front of her. I'd be like, holy shit. That is awesome. <laughs> my woman got flashed by Rick, the, Rick Nature Boy Flair. I mean, shit. I mean, but. So so where is but, this? Where is the stewardess? Is she complaining or did they bring her out? Oh, of the you know, yeah, they brought her out. Of course they did. And, and what did she have to say? Was she saying, yeah, you should go scared. after him? I was terrified. Yeah, thirty years ago, she was terrified. Yeah, well, I was terrified of a man's penis. I mean, I still can't go in the snake house in a zoo. Now, <laughs> memories brought back, but it—I mean, I think what the big thing is too, like that—that that it's that plane was like parked on the uh, runway, or it was like delayed or whatever. So, I mean, these guys are just sitting in this plane getting boozed up. Yeah. And I mean, there was, you know, Ric Flair flashing his dick, all guys fighting each other and shit like that. But, you know, whatever. Get yeah. a bunch of drunk pro wrestlers on a plane. What do you think is going to happen? And an international flight at that. You know, it wasn't like they're flying from Chicago to Cleveland and we're in the air for 45 minutes. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there's been stories about the, the bunch of bands that went over to Russia for that, that Russian uh, gig over there. And those guys were quote-unquote misbehaving on the plane so are they yeah next? they're are they next yeah that, yeah that's when motley crew were quote-unquote trying to be clean and everybody was you know doing drugs and passing drugs around and you know they were being the teetotalers you can believe that but but anyway though i'm uh gonna let you guys go my manager's coming in i could use some pussy but the only problem with having some pussies is attached to a woman <laughs> all right so gotta deal with that shit but anyway hell and kill fuck you pal hand job <laughs> <There goes Lou. laughs> bye lou see you lou <laughs> well speaking of being attached to a woman and you know lou's saga here on the show yeah getting back to the whole anthony thing mm -hmm. he had that you know, he had that whole thing going on with that Jill Nicolini. Yeah. Giving her keys to the house and everything within three months. Yeah. Dumb. Oh, yeah. my God. You know, the security code and keys to the house and keys to all his cars. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's just dumb. Shit. Dude, and, and he's doing it again. I know. He's doing it right now with that girl that he's that he's been with now for a year or two as well. Yeah. He's, you know, she's all moved in and she's helping him pick his new house in South Carolina. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Don't put her on the lease. I hope he's that smart. I hope he's not putting her on the lease. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if you, uh, if you're fans of that stuff, it's all out there on, uh, on the YouTubes. Yes, it but, is. But boy, boy, they, they have done just a fantastic job. Sure putting that together because i i've just been thoroughly entertained to and from work this week and right. going to sleep at night listening to that stuff it's just sure. cracking me up 
Good stuff. Taking a break from the, you know, keeping an eye or ear on politics and stuff, just having some mindless entertainment. <laughs> it's much better to live that way, just not paying any attention to these fools. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta keep a just a little toe in 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 what's going on. I gotta know a little bit about what's going on, but I'm not quite as you know in depth to it. But having having a whole week or two of nothing but mindless entertainment has done a done a world of good for my uh, psychological uh, welfare. I'll let you keep the toe in there. I'll I'll act like a fucking diabetic <laughs> amputee. I'm not putting my toes anywhere. My, my toes for politics have long fallen off. Yeah. I, I want nothing to do. I, I like you asked me about this that mayor thing or whatever and saying, look, dude, I don't watch news at well, all. I don't either. I don't watch I don't, news either. I catch those clips like if I watch Mark Dice or something or 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 whatever because you know periodically he'll touch on stuff like that but uh and that's the only way that i even know about it unless sal shoots me something over you know he's always texting me something over literally i will if you send me a video over i'll i'll watch most of them but not all of them mm -hmm. if i if i look and i see it's something that's like political i'm just like fuck i could give a fuck you know, most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's like that comedian guy that you send me all the oh, time. Oh yeah, uh, JP Sears. Yeah, that guy, and he's pretty fun. Yeah, but like even like sticks, I can't do sticks right now. I just can't. I can't be bothered with it, man. It just it's too fucking depressing. And it is depressing, but you know, I felt I felt good about you know the election this week though about you know people finally waking up and taking control for a change. Yeah, but you know, instead of getting bowled over all the time. Yeah, but dude, it's just it goes in waves. Like you know, they keep calling that. What is this the red wave? Because last time was the blue wave. Well, it's just the setup. It's just the setup for next week, next year's uh, midterms. That's all. Right. Yeah, and it, whatever you know, it's it, it's replacing replacing cancer in your left lung with cancer in your right lung. <laughs> is that how it's, it goes? Yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, ultimately, it's still all cancer. Yeah. It's still all going to fucking kill you. It's all going to rob you. It's all going to fucking murder you. It's just one does it one way. One does it the other way. It's like, do you want to take fucking Dayquil or NyQuil? They both taste like shit, but one has a slightly different way of, of getting you, <laughs> getting you through your fucking flu. Right. That's really what it, what it feels like to me. It's like, you've heard me say it a million times. They're all fucking criminals and I'm not going to, I'm, I can't be swayed by, well, this guy said something I like. Ah, because he's a fucking scumbag too. They all are. I wish they would all fucking die in a fire. Every <laughs> last one of them. All of them. Start over time. It's start over time. Sure. That's how I feel. It's start over time. Nuke fucking Washington. And let's start over. Let's put a new capital in a new city. Put it in and put it somewhere different. Put it in like Wyoming or somewhere. Just put it somewhere new with a bunch of new people with new attitudes and whatever. And anybody that comes and says that they're starting a CPAC or a lottery or a, or not a lottery, a, um, a lobby group, you put a bullet in their head immediately. Oh, I'm going to start a collection of <laughs> done. No, you're not four year term limits on everything. Let's start over. Let's yeah. do it the right way so that and anybody that anybody that comes in making a hundred thousand dollars a year and they end up with forty three billion dollars. Yeah. Shoot them too. Yeah. How did you how did you walk away being a multimillionaire when you basically came in here with barely yeah. a pot to piss in? 
Yeah, when you make 150 grand a year, fuck you, you're a scumbag. Yep. Start shooting these guys. Yeah. Take them all and get rid of them. And let's start the new country, new America, with our capital in Cheyenne, Wyoming. <laughs> I'm campaigning for this. You think I'll think I'll get any vibe? I hate to say it, but if there was somebody that didn't have as much fucks on on audio and video as me, <laughs> if there was that guy out there that started campaigning for New Wyoming, you'd get a lot of votes. Sure, you would. It's that because we're we're that kind of fucked right now. I agree. And if you ran, if if a president would run as an independent and his platform was four year term limits, no. No bills that get submitted can be over three pages typed and um, and no pork and no um, no uh, lobby groups or CPACs or any kind of fundraising. You know, nobody's allowed to do any of that stuff. If you just did those things, don't you think somebody would get a lot of fucking votes? I would believe so. I think they would get a ton of votes. And that's what we need. We need somebody to come in and just really shake, really shake the tree. Fuck these idiots, man. Fuck these Bidens or Trumps or Obamas or Bushes or Clintons or any of these fucks. Fuck them all. Yeah. All fucking communists. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we got uh, guests coming up here in a couple minutes. We do. And uh, I see you're, see you're all fired up now. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. All right. Well, I, I since uh, since you've made all kinds of suggestions mm -hmm. uh, about uh, how things should be uh, run now, I think what you're looking for is uh, is a new level. Yeah, well, so, I want that, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest song number two behind this, if you would. All right. Since I'm saying that my new capital of America is Cheyenne, Wyoming, okay. I would like you to play Brand New Sin's song called Wyoming. All right. Well, we'll do that. Play that one too in honor of my new capital of America. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we got it. We'll play a few songs here. We're going to be talking to, um, to, uh, Tommy crash. Right. And Matt Nardo from the from Leviathan project, the Leviathan project. So, right. uh, all right. Well, uh, here it is. Uh, this is Pantera with a new level exclusively here on your classic metal show. This is Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job. <laughs>